This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. Good afternoon and welcome to today's show. We have another exciting guest for you today. Our guest is Chris Maragakis. Chris, I hope I pronounced your surname correctly. Did I get it right? Well done. All right, thank you. I've been practicing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're so excited to have you with us uh, on the show. Um, Chris is a women's life coach, a mindfulness and meditation teacher, and a women's circle facilitator. And I think that's something mm. I and I are both definitely interested to ask you about. And you also have over 20 years experience as a holistic therapist. So you're very ingrained in the wellbeing world. You're kind of very established. Um, I wonder, I, I, you've shared some information with us and um, you know, I've been having a look on your website and there's just a lovely statement on there that kind of draws, draws you in. I wonder if I could, just share that as a, as a point to sort of begin asking you. If that's okay. It says, I believe that everyone has a right to be confident, to be respected, to be valued and to be heard. And I believe that I can help you achieve this because I've been you. And then you sort of go on to explain about, you know, kind of where people might be with that. I wonder is it, if it's okay, could you kind of tell us a little bit about that statement and sort of where it comes from and kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, I think all too often we worry very much about what other people think about us, and we won't be authentic, and we won't say what's important to us, and we won't stand up for what we believe, because we we give our power away to someone else. And I've been there. I was very very anxious as a child, despite having loving parents and a secure household and everything else. I I used to worry all the time about you know, what would people think of me? Should I say this? Should I wear this? How should I behave? How will I fit in? I think the same things that everybody worries about. Um, And then I just decided I could, I didn't want to, and I couldn't live like this anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was here to, to do or to be. I just, I had to be different. And that, that was when I discovered mindfulness. And I think these things come to you when you're ready you know, people can tell you things until you're they're blue in the face, but until you're ready to listen, it goes past you. And so I discovered mindfulness and what and uh, Buddhism and meditation. Not that I would describe myself as a Buddhist, but I, I just love the idea that you have the power to control your thoughts, and that's what changes your your life. And to have that light bulb moment where I think, well, if I don't like something, I can change it. That that was what I wanted to work on, and that was. Once I felt that I was in a good place for that, I wanted to share other 
share it with other people and show them how really how simple it is if you just stop worrying about everybody else wow I think you kind of framed that absolutely brilliantly as a a really great starting point you know you said it was kind of one day you just decided I don't I don't want to live like this anymore was the a particular reason for that did something you know shift your thinking or was it just you kind of woke up one morning and thought right that's it I don't remember one thing I mean it's hard isn't it when you look back because I I don't remember one outstanding thing but I think at the time I was just I wasn't I wasn't unhappy but I didn't feel very fulfilled and I just felt that something was off like I thought I thought there could be more to life than the way I was living and I didn't like the fact that I didn't I didn't feel free I think that was the, the biggest thing I didn't feel liberated in any way I felt like I was always like I said watching what I said or or dressing how I wanted you know I didn't dress how I wanted to dress and I think it was once I started to to discover more about how I could change my thoughts and how I could challenge things and then once you start doing that, other people who think the same way tend to come into your life and then you start changing where you go and you start changing the people that you meet. And all of a sudden, there's a whole new world out there and and you grow into a different person. And, and I think that's what happened, really. You grow into a different person. Well, I love that. I really like that thought, do you? I mean, I love the whole the whole thing, really. You know, that the thing that, that you were saying that's on the website sue explained it as it draws you in that really did just listening to it draws me and it draws me to you and because i get a sense of who you are from that from that statement and everything i think it's quite powerful what you've said though it's not you can't remember one thing and i think that's it it's maybe not one thing but slowly we have this dawning this realization can i ask you a little bit more about this you didn't feel free yeah do you feel free now yes what makes you feel free um I think I came to the understanding that it didn't matter what I do some people will like me and some people won't and as long as I think I'm behaving in a a reasonable way and I treat people kindly and I don't go out of my way to cause any harm and I am happy with the way that I live then that is very much a them problem and not a me problem anymore I can't I don't have the power or the right to change people's opinions over what they choose to believe. And, and so I stopped worrying about it. And so I, and I, the more authentic I became, the more I felt I was in line with who I was and and what, how I wanted to live, the less these things started to bother me anyway. And the more people who thought not necessarily like me, I don't want to be surrounded by people who who think like me all the time. I like the challenge and I like the, the discussion because, you know, I don't know everything and this is a learning journey but I think you tend to gravitate towards people who've got a more open mind or a more questioning mind or they're more willing to push the boundaries of of society's norms and so the conversations that you have are more and more interesting and I think the more you drop away the barriers and the more you just the more you get true to yourself and understand that actually your duty is to be who you are and live the best life for you everyone around you will benefit from that everybody will benefit I can just imagine our listeners going that that's what I'm wanting (laughs) that's where I need to get to that's what I want and it's like I don't think I've got that yet I think I'm on my journey to it I am more accepting of me and I am more authentic I love that when you said the more authentic I become the more 
you that you are yourself it's it's like I think a lot of times people get a bit bogged down with who am I really and it's just it's like it seems to be sort of like well which comes first the chicken or the egg mm. it's sort of like well if you're more comfy and you're being more yourself and like you were saying I wanted to wear the clothes that you wanted to wear and not worry about that that's more how you became more authentic and then that's more how you found out who you were did it seem like that that's what you were doing when you started this off um I don't know if it seemed like that I think what I noticed was that all I think it suddenly dawned on me that I was giving everybody else the power over my life and I wasn't in control of it Mm. because I was worrying too much about them and I don't know out something just kind of struck me that that was absolute madness why why would I why would I do that you know why would I give everybody else more power over my life than I was giving myself and I think but I think that only comes from when you start to pay attention to what you're thinking or where your where your mindset is and most of us don't most of us have a a feeling underneath that mm, something's not right or I don't feel fulfilled or I'm a bit overwhelmed or is this it or I've lost my spark or whatever and I don't take the next step to do it because I think self-care is still relatively um a new concept and I think especially for women and I am going to single women out for this because I think we're still made to feel that if we put our needs first we're being a little bit selfish or you know maybe we shouldn't do that our, our job is to care or empower or that for other people but I disagree I think if we're not if we're not making sure that we're okay and we're not making sure that we're keeping ourselves balanced and well then the way that we interact with everyone else is not as it could be we could be so much more powerful when we're happy and fulfilled ourselves and also we're teaching the next generation that's coming up wherever you are in a workplace at home whatever it is you choose to do people don't learn from what you say they learn from watching what you do and and I think this is the mind shift that we need to get we need to work through now wow i'm just <laughs> with you. no it just so much of what you're saying resonates and i think that there's such strong themes that we cover on the show there are things that claire and i talk about personally and professionally you know uh, all the time so that, that, that there's such a lot in there i think what's what's striking me as you as you're talking about this is when we when we often think about change and we, we think about making a change in our lives it's often about you know a huge transformation you know we're going to do this big thing and it's going to sort of change everything but what from what you're describing it's it's that gradual you know I started to do this and then I became more this and then from there something else follows and it's kind of like that gradual uh, it's not really a domino effect because that's a lot faster but it's kind of like dominoes in slow motion I don't know it's just kind of like one thing sort of building on the other building on the other in a very authentic natural kind of way it's like the pattern that you're meant it's to be following it's like a jigsaw. Yeah. because I think the thing is with all this sweeping changes don't generally stick or help because mm-hmm. they're so extreme and the fear that surrounds making these big changes and we don't we're comfortable in our life you know we might not be making us happy but we're kind of used to the way that we live it's the small consistent change that makes a difference you know and it is the little shifts in mindset and the little shifts in habit but before you do any of that you have to kind of work out what what do you want from life then you know who are you now because you're not the same person you were yesterday or the week before because you've had new experiences but you have to work out who you are now how do you want your life to look 
how what changes do you need to put in place and and how are you going to do that and the difference between where you are now and where you want to go might be huge it might be you know you want a completely different life you want to be living in a different way but that still is going to take lots and lots of little steps to get there and the smaller and more achievable the steps are the stronger that you will become the more confident you are the freer you'll become because you're being authentic but every day you can do something even if it's just googling a web page or you know reading a book or or smiling at someone it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is you do as long as everything every day you do something towards getting you where you want to go is that uh, it gets it's compounded isn't it it kind of and it, and it layering you yeah. just layers and layers and layers until all of a sudden you've got this lovely rich life mm. that you that you've created because it's all about moving the energy with you you know life we don't we can't control life we can the only thing we can control is how we respond to it and that's what gives us our power so by changing the way that we respond that's how we guide our life where we want it to go and that's how we become more resilient being resilient is only knowing that you can get through something it might not be pretty you might have to dig deep it might be one of the most stressful experiences you go through but the fact that you know that you will get through it it is in essence what resilience is it's um, um, it's so great to sort of hear you talking about you know kind of like being able to control your thoughts and change your thoughts and there's there's such a lot of emphasis on what's happening in the mind and something else that you you sort of talk about is it strikes me that it it fits really nicely with something Claire and I talk a lot about which is about this getting to know yourself and I think what you're saying before about we tend to kind of we know something's off or we know something's not right but we don't kind of dig in we don't really do the work because we don't know how I think no. a lot of the time we're not used to kind of sitting with ourselves or like you say we'll look for a distraction or we'll put someone else's needs first because as is you know our programming or it's the expectation um you know we kind of it's it's easy to fall into those sort of default settings isn't it um but I love and what you're saying there about kind of just one thing you know because we, we can all do one thing you know that's the thing it's it's firstly it's taking control of your life Secondly, it's doing these little tiny things consistently because they have huge, huge impacts. You know, if you, if you decide to get up in the morning and set an intention for the day, already you've shifted how your day is going to be. And if you just realise that when something doesn't go to plan, that's not necessarily something going wrong. It's just not going the way you expected it to. So turn it around. What can you learn from it? How can you grow? You know, these these are the little tiny mindset shifts that make massive difference to the way you live like it's like a snowball effect i think and i think that's it and i think that's i think it's really important for our listeners to hear that because what you said was it's the small things but actually they make a huge difference and that is very often the case where sometimes we're expecting it has to be a huge thing to make that difference but it doesn't it is those small like you said layering of stuff so does this fit with your women's circle? Because I'm really interested in the women's <laughs> circle. Sorry. I'm like waiting, chomping at the bit, going, tell me about it. Please do tell us about this women's circle that you have. So women, women's circles are lovely. So I run, t- I run two different kinds. So one is online and that's every month. And that's we have women join us from all over the world. Um, and that's literally we will um, 
Because energy is very important, whether whatever your belief system is, phys uh, physicians have proven that we are all energetic beings and we all vibrate at different levels. And what we vibrate at is what gives us our emotions. So low vibrations are greed, anger, jealousy, you know, depression, all that kind of stuff. And the happier, lighter emotions, joy, love, uh, humor all those kind of things are your where you're vibrating higher and the higher you can keep your vibration the healthier you are the better your mindset is and the easier you'll go through life because like attracts like so if you're constantly looking for depression you'll find depression if you're constantly looking for joy it will find you and so when we do the women's circle we talk a little bit about um you know maybe where the moon is what part of the season we're in because the year like everything else like us the sea, the moon, the earth, everything has cycles and paths. And you can use that to help you move forward. Or you can try and fight your way through it. And, you know, life will be a little bit tougher. So we talk about that to start off with. Generally speaking, we light a candle. We all say who we are, where we're from, just to give us an idea of who we're talking to. Talk about the energy. And then we might, there might be a theme for the circle. It depends on which one I'm running. Um, might do a little bit of little reading of something that I think is good conversation starter. And then we might use some oracle cards or we might work in dyads, which is just pair-based um, questioning. And then I open the floor up for everyone to just chat. And it's just an opportunity for women to come together in a safe space to be heard, to ask questions, to draw on the advice and wisdom of all the other women in the circle. In some circles, they ask you not to talk, but I think if we've got all these women coming together with different experiences, why why would you waste that knowledge? And so the only kind of rules, if you like, is that everything that you say must be said with compassion and don't use any inflammatory language. You know, everything that we're trying to do is to empower and, and help someone else. So they're the only kind of two rules. So we open the floor up and we hold space for each other. And then we'll have a guided visualization or, or meditation or something. And then we'll bring the evening to a close and we'll all say our goodbyes and we'll go off. And it's a lovely, um, it's a lovely opportunity to connect because you've got women from all over the, the world. You get different perspectives and different cultural um, points of view. And, and it makes the world feel a smaller place because it doesn't matter where we live. We all seem to have the same kind of wants and needs and, and we want that connection. And historically, women have always uh, sat in circle, but we've kind of lost that connection with having to move away from families and friends and, you know, the jobs that we do and how busy life is. And we forget we need that kind of sisterhood. Um, and I do uh, in-person ones where maybe we'll have some cacao, which is lovely because it sets yourself into your heart and it, it enables you to think clearer and verbalise better. So when you're sharing, you're you know more authentic in what you're sharing and you can say what you what it is that's really affecting you so you get a more honest experience we might have a drum journey we might um we might have a little bit of reiki or healing you know it will depend on how the evening goes and who's there and what they want but if you haven't been to one go they're lovely lovely experiences gosh they sound it it just sounds really oh. like a community yeah. what i love is it's women supporting women and championing which yeah. i think is fantastic and what we should be doing I, I just I'm a big believer in that that women really do need to champion other women and support them you know because there is a lot on our plates a lot of the time isn't there and not only that we for some reason I don't well I don't know where it comes from it's, it's historic and unfortunately there's a lot of ancestral trauma around it 
women are constantly pitied against other women we, you know we're meant to judge them they're meant to be our competition we should be envious of them we, no we shouldn't actually being a woman is hard enough you know we, not only do we have adolescence to cope with then we have pregnancy and then we have the menopause you know like and they're all massive um shifts in our psyche and our and our physiology and everything else and no women should be there to support each other because we nurture and we mother and whether we choose to have children or not we'd still tend to have those traits in the workplace or wherever it is that we are and we tend to think we have to do it alone and that's not healthy it's it's not healthy for us as a as a human race it's most definitely not healthy for us as individuals because I think it's becoming more apparent that there are so many roles for women to play and you can't do them all successfully something has to give mm. and unfortunately that's our well-being and and so you're seeing women become um, more and more clinically depressed or there's so much more anxiety around. The pressure is phenomenal. I mean, ask yourself, how can you be the best mother, the best employee, the best wife, the best lover, the best whatever it is? You can't. You can't be the best at everything, you know. And so the pressure on you is is phenomenal. And so to have these women come together in a space where it's, it's nurturing, is there to let people bear their soul and and be honest and authentic with these other women who are not going to sit there in judgment because you're all there for the same reason that in itself is empowering because for some of these women they they don't ever have an opportunity to be heard or they wouldn't dream of standing up in their normal life and telling everybody what what they're feeling and and that also holding that in has such a negative impact on well-being it, it just I know. <laughs> definitely yeah. we, we want to join I, I love what you're saying there about it's you know it, it's it's steeped in tradition in many ways it's got that historic kind of connection and yet it's got it's like you're reclaiming it for the now you know and kind of in the way that it's being delivered you know like you do them in person but you're also doing them online so like technology and the modern world is enabling us to to kind of reach out and form that connection it's kind of is sort of positioning it very much for our times isn't it I think so and you just have to think a bit cleverly about how you form that sense of all sitting together mm. and so that's why we we all bring a candle and we light them and we go around and at the end of it we go around the other way and and blow the candles out because you need something you need something symbolic that joins you because obviously if you're all sitting in circle you can see each other and the beauty of, of zoom and all these other platforms is of course you can all see each other's face mm -hmm. and so although you're not feeling each other's energy and you're not all in a room together it, it's the same as everything you know it's pros and cons sometimes being in a room with other people is overwhelming and you wouldn't say something but being in your own environment where you feel safe anyway gives you the confidence to then join in with people that you wouldn't you don't have to bump into you won't necessarily see them when you go around the supermarket or you know it gives you that sense of power and freedom I think they're words that you use a lot aren't they Chris you know you've used the word power <laughs> sort of several times you no know, but I love it love it it's, <laughs> you know you talk about power and empowering and choice and kind of control and and they're all very sort of they're very definite sort of absolute feeling words I don't I'm not sure I'm kind of grasping I just wonder can you tell us a bit more about that you know do they feel like kind of strong words for you as well I think I think they're essential I think they're who we are anyway I mean if you look historically at the women through you know through history you had Boudicca and you had uh, Cleopatra and all the rest of it women led 
you know and in some cultures women still lead the household the man might be the one that owns the money but the one who's running the children or or running the house is the woman with power and i think it's we are women are only struggling to be heard and and to be seen because We've been told that we we shouldn't do that. You know, if you stay at home, your brain goes to marsh. If you've got menopause, your brain goes to marsh. If you're adolescent, your brain goes to marsh. <laughs> like, no, no, actually, no. <laughs> it's not true. You know, despite having all of those, we still perform incredibly successful uh, or successfully. And we still manage, you know, unaided to have reasonable thoughts and can form an argument ourselves. And so the only the only reason that we're not being heard and seen in these forums because we're allowing ourselves to be disempowered and so it's about I think it is about reclaiming that you know and I think once you start to really get to know yourself and what you're capable of then why would you give that away again you're very yeah you're very clear in how you talk I love this everything that you're saying is is empowering I like Sue was saying you're not only using the words everything you're saying you say it in such a positive way you it's really clear the message that you're putting across and I think that's great because I think there's a lot of times that people listen to I don't know, psychologists and all and it all gets a bit confusing for people of what it is they need and you're you seem to be just laying it really clear this is what it's all about this is why would we give our power away why are we doing that we need to build each other up it seems really simple it is it is but but I can hear people going but it's not because how do I do that how do I get there and I think maybe potentially coming to one of the circles would be a start would be a great start for people yeah I think in essence it is incredibly simple it's you know it's not rocket science it's about changing the way you view things we spend so much energy in other people's business you know thinking well they shouldn't talk to me like that or they shouldn't do this or they shouldn't do well they are so how are you going to deal with it you know stop take away all of that emotional angst and take away all the energy that you're spending on you know things that you can't change and put it where you can change it because that's what gives you your power and there's that word again but it's so true you know if someone's talking to you in a way that you don't like don't spend hours and hours stressing over it or trying to convince everyone that they shouldn't talk to you like that because most of us will agree no they shouldn't talk to us like that what are you going to do about it how are you going to deal with it you know don't I don't ever advocate confrontation doesn't work but you you need to come that's a problem in your life so it needs to be you need to come up with a solution so how are you going to do that you need to break it down well what is it you don't like about the way they're talking to you what what language are they using that you find offensive or disempowering how how is that making you feel how would you feel if you didn't have the belief that they shouldn't talk to you like that how are you going to change what you're doing because you can't change them yeah. and, and so that's the key is it that's the key you can the only thing you, you can do is change yourself i mean the whole thing about like the past present and future and everyone's talking about mindfulness and being present the past has gone. Nothing, nothing will change the past. Whatever has happened in your past has happened. The only thing that you can do to change that is either apologize if you think you've done something terrible and you need to make amends. You can't make someone accept your apology. Or ask someone for their apology if you think that you deserve it. You can't make them apologize either. 
And either way, it won't change what's happened. It will only change your perception of what's happened. Or you can look at it and think, right, well, I didn't like this and this didn't go the way I thought about it. So what can I do differently? How can I learn from this experience so it doesn't impact on my future? Because once I've got my lesson from it, once I've learned what I can do differently, once I've accepted that it's happened, then I can let it go. And then it no longer controls the future. All that trauma, all that emotion, all the beliefs and assumptions that we form around everything that happens to us, you can then start working away from because you've started to accept the fact that it actually happened and nothing is going to change that. And it's the same with the future. You know, it's really good to have a plan. You need to know where you're going so that you can, you've got some aim and purpose in your life. You can't control that either. So you have to be able to, to be a bit flexible with it because for example, if you wanted to move to France and that was your goal and you only wanted to move to France and you were so fixed on that and someone said, come and work in Spain for six months. No, I only want to work in France. Well, how do you know that the six months in Spain wouldn't have got you to France much quicker and easier? You know, it's about not being rigid in what you're planning for the future. And then you have the present moment. And here you can choose the difference between being triggered and reacting all your life which means you're not in control everyone else is manipulating you or you can choose to take a breath and respond to someone and that that is the key and that is the difference it's something we talk about a lot isn't it Claire that difference between responding and reacting and I think that's for a lot of people and I know for myself included that's where the, the work is you know in, in terms of kind of fr- delving into this mindset and changing your mindset and creating a, a healthier response and like you said before it's not only better for you it's it's often better for people around you as well you know and and actually you, you're kind of advocating a way of being that others can either learn from they can mirror they can kind of get they get something from your energy uh, as well you know it, it, you can kind of influence others as well I'm also reminded of that I, I can't remember if it's it's an NLP thing where it's kind of the person with the greatest flexibility um sort of has the has the most power yeah. um, again which is very much sort of what you're advocating there's so much here about you know kind of that th- can potentially impact on our mental well-being and yet everything that you're saying, and Claire's right, it is really empowering just listening to you, you know. Um, we have that capacity to, you know, to, to keep ourselves well, to maintain that and to sort of invest in ourselves in that way. What sort of things do you do, you know, for yourself on a day-to-day basis? Because you're kind of, you're talking about kind of this as a, as, as a concept and how you're supporting others. But what... What do you personally do to support you? Um, a lot. <laughs> I, I do do a lot. So I, I like to get up early um, and that gives me my thinking time. So before I've even got out of bed, I've said thank you. I, I really believe that gratitude is huge in changing your mindset and setting you up for day. So as my alarm is going off, um, you know, thank you for my bed. Thank you for my husband sleeping beside me. Thank you for a warm, comfortable house, blah, blah, blah. As I'm padding off to the bathroom. And it just sets the tone for your day. So I do a lot of gratitude. Then I come down, look at the dog. Um, but it's about sitting still and just, right, okay, what is my intention for today? You know, how can I be of service today? What do I want my impact on other people's lives to be today? How do I want to interact with people? What do I want to achieve today? So that's my kind of like got my head in the right place for the rest of the day doesn't always work you know like sometimes during the day I'll suddenly realize that actually my shoulders are up around my ears and I'm rushing around and it's just like oh stop 
just stop because it's not productive you know you end up wasting time so do all that do a meditation take the dog out walk through nature absolutely that is the best way to start my day just getting out amongst the trees and uh, watching him I mean dogs are the best mindfulness teacher I don't know if you've got dogs but they are so present moment aware all the time and every they just manage to find the joy in everything you know they are the best mindfulness teachers and so I do that um, I do another meditation in the evening um, I do yoga uh, once a month I have a Reiki treatment and uh, an opportunity to chat with couple of other women that think you know think and feel the same way that I do and we just kind of like offload in a safe space I guess it sounds like you've got like a packed day yeah (laughs) every day day. I I really think I really think that like without wishing to be morbid tomorrow's not guaranteed for anybody so if this is my last day how, how do I want to live it you know well I don't want to be getting annoyed at sink out british gas it's not british gas's fault but you know i don't want to be annoyed at the guy from british gas or whatever because what waste of my time mm. now he's doing his job i'm doing my job the fact that they don't necessarily gel or whatever it is let it go you know but i want to get the best out of every day i want to see my friends i want to be with my family i want to be with my dog i want to have a good life i want to go to bed and think yeah okay it was good i love that I and mean, that's great it's a great way of thinking about it chris um, at the start, Sue was explaining that you do this, the women's circle, but she also said you're a life coach. Yeah. Now, me and Sue are coaches, so we sort of we understand that. But I think our listeners would love to hear what's different about a life coach to maybe other kinds of coaches. Um, well, this is the problem with titles, isn't it? They're quite confining. So, I mean, the thing that I do is this. You know, it's a six week program where we go through absolutely everything. We look at who you are, what you want, how you're going to get there, what's stopping you, what are your limiting beliefs, who's an asset and a liability in your life, what do you take responsibility for yourself, are you passive or proactive, um, where are you, where do you know that you're not serving yourself, you know, best in your life what language are you using in your head what stories are you telling yourself and how can we reframe after six weeks how can we reframe everything that you now know because the person that you are at the end of the six weeks is very different from the beginning and so to do that we I use um mindfulness because if you're if you're not paying attention to what you're thinking and what you're doing how do you know what needs changing and we'll look at relaxation strategies and we'll look at mindset shifts and we'll look at where you're putting your energy and where you're allowing other people to drain your energy. And we'll look at effective effective boundary setting because everybody needs to have boundaries. People seem to think that the more they give, the more people will like them or the more people will respect them. But actually, that's that's not true. And you don't have to be confrontational in your boundaries, but you do have to have them there for your own protection and to give other people an idea of, of where they can go with you and how they can relate to you. And then, like you said, I've got 20 years of holistic experience behind me. So that's massage and Reiki and crystals and energy therapies. And and so any and diet and nutrition. So that anything that comes up, if I don't know it, I know how to find out what I need to know. And so I bring that as well. And then there's a podcast and there's uh, my social media where I post bits and pieces and there's wellbeing videos every week and there's women's circles and 
I run online classes and and it's all there for the taking you know you either come and do the coaching or you dip in and out of what it is that you want and when you're ready you do the next thing that's a, a really kind of true statement isn't it you know it's kind of when you're ready and I think we we do come to these things I think you said it earlier on when you were sort of describing your, your own journey we do come to things when we're ready um what would you say to someone who kind of is maybe berating themselves for not having come to this kind of stuff sooner in their life no, who, don't waste time don't do that be kind to yourself you know like the fact that you've realized you need to do it now then this is the right time and you know it's the right time because you're having that thought you know if you're having that thought now it's because you're meant to be it's because it's time for you to take action but don't punish yourself or waste time getting annoyed for yourself for something you haven't done save the energy for doing something positive you have such a lovely way of kind of responding Chris I don't know if anyone's anyone's ever given you this (laughs) feedback no but it's, it's kind of like I just I'm absolutely listening to you and I it's kind of like you were saying that to me you know, I'm I'm there. I'm doing what you're kind of <laughs> suggesting to me because I'm kind of I'm, I'm I don't know. There's something about your way which is really lovely. Oh, thank and, you. And, and and yeah, it's kind of it's very. I don't know. It is very empowering. It feels I feel very secure in what you're saying, and I just I think that's that's brilliant. Yeah. And I think thank thank you. That's very kind. But I think also, whatever you're doing, whenever you're on a journey. The person that you're talking to, you have to click. There has to be, you have to like what they're saying. There's a million coaches out there and, you know, there's only so many psychology mindsets and ideas. So essentially we're all saying something similar in different ways. It's just, it's just some people you will click with and you'll think, oh yeah, why didn't I know that? Why didn't I do that years ago? And either it's because you weren't ready to listen or the right person wasn't telling you. And I think that's what's so important. So if you're going to do the next part of your journey and you're thinking about getting coaching, speak to the coach first. Every single coach should give you a free call because I don't want to work with anybody that doesn't want to work with me or I'm not going to jail with or I'm not going to at the end of six weeks think I did a really good job there. I really helped this person on their journey because although this is how I make my living, for me it's about being authentic so we're all here to do something this is what I I love doing this is what I've chosen to do but I need to know at the end of it that everybody's got what they need out of it and so I don't want to work with someone who's not compatible with me or not prepared to put in the work I can show you how to do stuff but it's not my job to do it for you that's that's your job that's how you empower yourself and so, yeah, talk, if you're going to do something, talk to the person that you're going to invest your time, mindset and money with. I think that's really good advice for people, actually. You know, and Claire and, and I are really big on this, you know, kind of in terms of making that match and sort of having that, like you should say, that connection. Um, we can all go into things sort of not quite sure what to expect. But I think that feeling that you get, you know, that's 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 something that's really, really important. So that's really good advice that you're giving to people. You mentioned that you you also have a podcast, uh, Mindful <laughs> Mutterings. Tell us yeah. about your Mindful Muttering. Um, well, essentially, it's me muttering on about uh, all things mindfulness and, and uh, well-being. And stuff. So <laughs> I, have lots of, um, I wanted it to sound like I was in the room having a conversation with you. And I wanted to cover all the things that I get asked about. And so they're not long. Some of them are 10 minutes, some of them are 20 minutes. Um, But they do talk about all the things that are really important, like 
setting boundaries or limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome or gratitude or every, every single thing that will help you to change something that is not working for you or not making you happy there's a podcast for it or there will be because I'm still working on them and you just dip in and out of them and and the aim is or my my aim is that after you've listened to it something even a tiny little takeaway that you've got will help you change your life it's there it's free use it you know it's it's all about I think when you're ready to make a change in the way that you live things come to you or information comes to you well this is this is a free resource use it and and see where it can take you I mean, I'm a big one for podcasts. I kind of devour them. I'm like, you know, my partner is kind of like, oh my God, what you're listening to now, you know, this is the point. It's kind of, is your brain not full already? And I'm like, I'm, kind of, <laughs> I'm just kind of a bit of a geek. A geek for stuff. But I think often as well, I think it's it's not always necessarily about new knowledge. I think um, for me, I don't know about if you agree with this, sometimes it's about kind of, helps you remember stuff that you already knew or, or something that you've kind of read somewhere else or it's you're ready now you know kind of I remember reading about this technique or hearing about a friend that was doing this years ago and now I'm reminded of it and as you say it's almost kind of like oh oh it's my time to come to this um yeah. you know because it's kind of more meaningful for, for me and I think that's something that we're certainly very big on and it sounds from what you're describing it's you know we've all got our own very personal journey and I think going back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, how we're kind of programmed within society to compare and contrast and, you know, it, it, so that's a very important part of our, our individual uh, well-being journey, isn't it? To kind of try stuff that, that's right for us and yeah. not everything will be the same for everybody. No, not at all. We're all individual and we're, we are individual. You know, this is a human experience that we're having. We're not meant to be the same. We've all got different skills and, and mindsets and ideas and ways of living and that should be celebrated. So this idea that we all want to be the same is, is not good for us because we won't grow if we're trying to be the same as everybody else. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, I read I, all the time. I've either got a book or a podcast on, especially when I'm driving. And you'll hear something and you think, I know that. I knew that. Why, why am I not doing that? You know, and I, I was really, I was rereading Eckhart Tolle the other day and I suddenly thought, it's like a light bulb went off. It's just like, what? You know, <laughs> I know, oh, why, why am I not, why is that not clicked before? I've read this before. Why did it not resonate? Because I wasn't ready, because I wasn't mm. open enough for it, because I didn't know enough, because I hadn't come far enough on my journey. And so, yeah, I think dipping into stuff or rereading bits or just having an open mind. And I think when you're when you want to move forward, you're, you're searching and you've got that energy about you and, all, and you're voracious in what you want because you want to make a change. That having all this information to sift through can be, either be overwhelming or something will just click or someone will say something to you that they might have said so many times before that in that moment, it turns on a light bulb and that is life changing. I think this is really important for people to kind of hear because I think what they'll maybe, a, a lot of people maybe kind of imagine that there's a, there's a way to do it. You know, there's a certain way to do wellbeing or there's a certain process. And I know I've, I've been guilty of it myself in the past where I've kind of done the whole, or once I've 
done this course or once I've had this you know kind of experience you know then I'll be transformed but it goes back to what you were saying before about it's sort of like all these are all the different ingredients that we're all kind of putting in to create our own sort of well-being mix if you like aren't we for ourselves I think absolutely and I think it all comes back to knowing who you are because the, the truer you are to who you are the easier your journey will be because you know what you want or what you need or you at least you can see what you don't want or don't need and so either way you can start to see a way through and all well-being is good but you know for some people they don't want to do yoga other people don't want to meditate some people don't couldn't bear the thought of going in a you know sitting in a hot bath for 20 minutes or it all comes down to who we are and what works for us there is no one way of doing things And for a lot of us, we're very good at working out what other people need, but to do it to ourselves or, you know, we'll give excellent advice to other people and then we'll go out and do exactly what they're doing and not see that it's us. And that's why that's why we need coaches or podcasts or whatever to give us a nudge. And all of a sudden there's something inside of us, the awareness behind everything that goes on that goes, all right, this is what you need. And generally speaking, it's your emotions. Whenever you're having a negative emotion, that is something inside of you, whatever you want to call it, saying, hello, this this needs to be addressed now. This this is not working for you. This is why you're in a negative emotion. This needs to be looked at. But we don't because we don't have the time or we don't have the money or we can't justify spending it on ourselves or we should be doing this or we should be doing it. Nope. The most important thing is to be listening to that voice and dealing with it rather than not dealing with it and slumping in front of the telly or having another drink or not just rushing around and not stopping because if you don't deal with it now at some point it's going to demand dealing with later in the future and actually that brings us back to what you were talking about earlier is it's kind of like that is real self-care isn't it that's true kind of honoring honoring ourselves if you like and kind of and what we need Chris, our time with you has just absolutely flown by. <laughs> what have you done to the time this afternoon? <laughs> so that we could kind of carry on talking to you about really. Uh, something I read about in your information was, and I can't just find it here in front of me, so I'm, I'm hoping I haven't dreamt it. No, I haven't. Just tell us really quickly about your therapy caravan. Oh, yeah. I was looking for, I needed a space after lockdown. We, we moved over lockdown and previously I had, um, I had an area at the back in our house that was private and I could do my therapies in and my coaching and everything. And we moved and I, I went online like everybody else. And then um, it was what I was going to do when we opened back up. And I didn't want to be hiring someone else's space. I wanted my own space. And I didn't know what to do. And someone said to me, why don't you use your caravan it's so relaxing why don't you use that it's got everything that you need and it makes you feel safe so I'm denied and thought about it anyway yeah so that's what we did so uh put a little few alterations in it and you know put a little stained glass window in and some blankets and uh some rugs and some cushions and yeah it's true it does because you're relaxed because psychologically you're in a, a caravan it's all cozy and warm and there's no table or barriers between you and so it just becomes a really nice space to to open up and and heal and so that's my therapy caravan complete with sparkly uh fairy lights and crystal bowls it sounds wonderful 
<laughs> I want to go in the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds blissful. <laughs> oh, wonderful idea. What a brilliant suggestion. Hey, what, well, once they said it, I thought, well, it's just, it's sitting there. Why not? Yeah. Oh, Chris, there's, there's just, like I said, there's so much that I'd love to ask you more about, but we've come to that part in the show that we do with with all our guests where we we ask you to pick a song something <laughs> that you know kind of is your well-being tune something that uplifts you boosts your mood what song have you chosen to play today uh dexie's midnight runners come on eileen Wonderful. <laughs> we've not had that before oh, that's great because it reminds me of every school disco we used to have friday lunch times in the drama studio it's always playing show my age now uh, every wedding you go to, every party, every countdown, every, every good experience, that song seems to be playing at. And so I have no idea what it what it's about. I really don't know. I really don't want to know because I'd hate for it to be something that <laughs> I didn't agree with because it just, it feels like it's been the soundtrack to my life. And whenever I hear it, I have to get up and dance. Wow. Well, here it is. Let's have a listen and a dance. <laughs> that was an extract from our radio show let's talk well-being you can listen in every thursday between 12 and 2 on hcr 92.3 fm or online on hcr 923 fm.com